Welcome back, welcome back to another episode of uh, The Edmo Show. We are recording live on Instagram via the cell phone. We are recording live on YouTube and Facebook. Um, so, for those of you that are sitting here on uh, on Instagram or you're listening to this on... Well, we don't really have any videos today, but, uh, but if we come across some, we will play some. But for those of you who are listening to the podcast and to uh this on instagram unfortunately for those of you on instagram you won't be able to to see or hear any of the clips that i'm playing for those of you on the podcast you guys won't be able to see any of the clips that i'm playing but before we get into anything let's get into our first sponsor as an american citizen we have this thing called the constitution and within that constitution we have what we call the Second Amendment, which acknowledges your right to keep and bear arms. If you live in the D.C., Maryland, and Virginia area, and you want to learn from the professionals, contact my friends over at FTI, that's Firearms Training Incorporated, where you will get basic safety, marksmanship training, concealed carry training, and recertification. Stop the bleed and much more. Just go to FTIgun.com and schedule a class today. So, yeah, so... As you guys can see, we are going to be continuing our series as I'm getting my monitors all set up because I've been playing around with this with the stream deck that uh, that the missus has got for me. I'm trying to see if uh, if these things will play. Let's see. Let's go ahead and uh, and just she. Okay, I can hear it. So I don't know if you guys on uh, on YouTube and the, and Facebook can hear it, but I can hear it in my headphones. So. Let's go ahead and we're just getting everything set up here. Let me see. Um yeah, so um as I'm as I'm trying to get myself situated, let me see. Cuz for whatever reason people have been saying that oh, well we can't hear any anything that's coming through uh on StreamYard. So I'm trying to just solve that issue for you guys. I'm trying to make sure you guys have access to that. Let me see. Huh, that won't let me add it there. Okay. All right. Well, let's see. Uh, Yeah, because I'm just trying to get everything situated here. Let me see if I can add this stuff real quick. Screw it. I'll, I'll I'll play with it later on because uh, we got a show to run. Yes, we got a show to run. So, of course, uh, t- today's episode, we are going to be talking about curses. Um, uh, no, we're not going to be getting in all biblical, but yes, we will be referencing some that is in the Bible. Um, of course, uh, I kind of came up with this last minute because I was kind of beating my head on some of some of the ideas that I want to do for this series, you know, some people have given us some pretty good ideas, uh, but I just, uh, there's a certain flow that I like. Let me see. Oh, we weren't even, we weren't even streaming live on Instagram. That's okay. Trouble with live feed video. Uh, all right. I don't understand why that's playing. Oh, Lord. Huh. Something is going on with the, uh, huh, I might have to try to rework this thing out. 
Oh, well. We're going to go ahead. We're just going to rock and roll. I'm trying to see, because for whatever reason, my phone is not allowing me to go live on Instagram. For whatever reason, we can't go live. All right, let me try this then. Because I think it was because... We didn't have the Wi-Fi set up on the device. There we go. We are live now on Instagram. I apologize, everybody. So the first curse that we're going to get into, of course, is generational curses. Generational curses are something, you know, the Bible talks about heavily. Um, generational curses are sometimes things that happen between, like, our parents, our grandparents, uh, descendants that we probably don't even know. A lot of times, you know, us as today, we we tend to be the bearer of the brunt of generational curses. A lot of these generational curses start, you know, for a lot of us identifiably with our parents, our parents, you know, having children out of wedlock, not getting married, stuff like that. Abuse, alcoholism, drug addiction, stuff like that. Um, Having kids in, in a, in a poor environment can be a generational curse. Sometimes we are the start of a lot of our own generational curses. Case in point, I see a lot of kids uh, or people that I grew up with who are having uh, kids out of wetlock. Of course, for those of you who grew up in the 90s and the early 2000s, we had this show called, uh, was it Teen Mom and 16 and Pregnant and all this other stuff that was kind of glorifying. Well, it wasn't really glorifying, but of course, they were making money off of these teen girls that were having, you know, kids that, you know, as teenagers. So a lot of these things, you know, start as generational curses. No, but you'll have some people that will sit here and say, well, no, my mom is a hero. My, my parents are heroes, yada, yada, yada. They raised me all by, my, all by their lonesome with no help for anyone else. But uh, what they don't seem to understand is that you are dealing with a generational curse. Can you break generational curses? Yes. Doesn't mean just because your parents, your grandparents, or whoever made bad decisions, probably did things that they had no business doing, or or in some cases, uh, which I've been, there was a documentary, I can't remember the name of it, but it was a really good documentary on, um, on uh, not so much secret societies, but these uh, demonic societies where they would conjure up demons and all types of other stuff, and then they would try to offer their kids as a sacrifice uh, to these demons, which is crazy. I mean, it sounds crazy in today's society, but the Bible talks about uh, people giving up their children for Molech. You know, they were burning their children alive. They were sacrificing their children alive to this deity called Molech just so that way they can get harvest rain or whatever. You know, generational curses doesn't really have to be something as extreme as child sacrifice, but as we see today, there we do have a lot of child sacrifices. We have a lot of people who will sacrifice their own children, you know, i.e., go to the abortion clinic because they want to continue their college career. Oh, it's going to hurt their chances and stuff like that. But that's not the that's not where it started. Where it started as you as a young person making the decision that you can't handle. Um, a lot of one thing that I've been hearing more and more of is being covered. I first heard it from Kevin Samuels when he was talking to women, but then I've heard it from people like Dr. Vody Bauckham and other people. It is a Christian biblical term, but being covered, you know, being covered by either a husband or a father figure or a male figure in your family. Uh, For those of you who have been with us for a while, we have, uh, we went over in Genesis, the, uh, I would think, what was it? It was Rebecca. 
the how Abraham had his servant go out and find Rebecca and Rebecca. You know, she had brothers and a father and stuff like that. The servant, you know, couldn't just ask Rebecca. I mean, even though he did, but he wanted to find a woman of good character, which he stumbled upon Rebecca because she was able to take care of the animals and she was a working woman. But not only that, when he was propositioning um, the family for marriage, he had to ask. He asked the men of the family first. The men ultimately, while they thought it was a great idea, because here comes the servant. He has all this gold. He has all these gifts and stuff like that. They still defer to Rebecca. Now, one thing that um, a lot of people are do- are not doing today is they're not checking in on their significant or their potential significant others' families. Um, they, people are just out here just getting married. I know my first marriage, that's what I did. And you can see, you know, that resulted in a divorce. I didn't have anyone to really confide in, or I didn't trust anyone enough to confide in them. So, and if you think you can just go out in this world by yourself and just do things the way you want to do, you're going to fall into a whole bunch of problems. You're going to fall for a whole bunch of traps and you may end up creating some generational curses. So generational curses you know, they they can either be started by you or they can be started by a relative, but eventually somebody is going to have to break them. You know, um, first things, the first generational curse in the Bible talks about in Eden when Eve ate from the fruit, uh, ate the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And then she coerced her husband to eat of the fruit too. And her husband you know, pretty much just sidelined her, you know, when God came and, and asked Adam, hey, uh, where are you? And then, you know, Adam was like, here I am. And then he was like, why'd you hide from me? He was like, oh, because I was naked. And God was like, who told you you was naked? And then Adam was like, well, the the woman you gave me gave me the fruit and I realized I was naked. So, you know, the the, the and that was the very first curse ever in the Bible, you know, it was Adam, Adam and Eve sinning. Adam being cursed to work, to till the land, and the land was not going to be kind to him. So pretty much hard labor. And the uh, and for the woman, Eve, she was going to have painful labor. But not only that, she got hit threefold. She got hit with not only are you going to have painful labor, but you are going to want for your husband and he is going to rule over you. Those are two curses. Well, two curses. I don't know why I put up three. So the first one, painful labor, you know. That means it's going to be a ri- a risky business for women to bring children into the world. It's going to hurt. It's going to be a lot of pain. But even in that pain, there's going to be a sense of happiness and fulfillment. But on top of that, which is one thing that I've kind of heard split reviews on, but the review that I kind of like the most, I'm not saying that it's right. I'm not saying it's biblically factual or sound, is a woman is going to want for her husband. Let me see if I can get... Uh, let me get this see if i can get the accurate um verbiage up here let's see let's go to bible gateway which is one of my friends i love them so much so let's, i think it's genesis 7 i believe so 7 nope it's too far ahead so let's go back All right. Uh, nope. All right. Actually, dang, that's really early in the Bible. Okay. 
So it is Genesis 3. Uh, let's see where it says. All right. All right. Let me see. It is Genesis 16. So to the woman, he said, I will greatly increase your pain from from conception to labor. In pain, you will give birth to children. Your desire will be towards your husband, yet he must rule over you. So the I've heard one, one interesting uh, point of view or one interesting uh, discussion about that where they were uh, they were emphasizing what is it? Sorry for those of you on Instagram. Uh, your desire will be towards your husband. Now, I've heard, I can't remember exactly where I heard it, but they discussed this as a woman's desire to rule and control her husband. Her desire would be to be able to manipulate him and to control him and her desires. So she will try to put her desires on her husband, yet he, he must, he must rule over her. So even though she will try to manipulate him and all this other stuff, and eventually somewhere along the line, her husband will have to rule over her. Her husband will have to be the head of the family. So she will be in constant conflict with herself, with her desires and her control versus what she, what will ultimately happen. And to that to that, I forgot. Uh, I think the the talking point went to when women try to control men and all this other stuff. They will produce weaker men, and these weaker men will create hard times. And ultimately, these women will be made to suffer through these hard times until strong men come along. And these strong men are not going to put up with that. And in fact, these strong men are going to demand that these women submit to them or will rule over them. Now. Um, when we're talking about generational curses, we have some people who will use the, I would say one of the original curse of independence. A lot of people are too independent. And to me, independence is a curse because as people, we are supposed to be codependent, you know, even as men, men, we are supposed to be dependent on God, but we are also supposed to make family. And we're supposed to work and our family is supposed to up maintain our legacy. But in order to get that, you must have a woman. And if, as we see in Genesis later on, we look at how some of these strong men have strong women. In the case of Abraham and Sarah, Sarah was very vocal. She wasn't the, she, even though she was submissive to her husband, she was also very vocal about what she wanted, her desires and her wants and, and dislikes and stuff like that. Some people try to think uh, or tr- pushing women to not be submissive today because they are pushing women to be more independent. But in that independence, these women are creating generational curses because they think that, be- oh, because I can be and do and and I've seen women do it all by themselves. I will do it myself and I will inflict that same curse onto my children. I will teach my daughters that they don't need no man and they shouldn't trust men. And I will teach my sons that they should bend to my will and my every beck and call. And then we have the rise 
of the sun husband, the simp, and the white knight. The and and these and all of these things create difficult times for everybody. You know, and for men, we see men who are so independent that they don't want families, that they don't want to settle down, and ultimately they never they never fully fulfill themselves as men. Because as men, the Bible actually tells us that we are supposed to be fruitful and multiply. We're actually supposed to leave the homes and the comforts of our families and our fathers and to cleave to our women or our wives. But we have men nowadays that refuse to do that. We have men today that refuse to settle down with women. They would rather sleep with multiple women and not commit to any of them. And they would rather indulge in their vices they would rather indulge in their childless in their in their childlike wants for like toys and stuff like that and experiences and they never want to cross that threshold into full manhood i.e being a husband and a father so this curse of independence has been has been tricking both men and women that we don't need each other now also with these generational curse and I think that independence is first going to be and the reason why I bring it up independence first is because Eve made that choice to eat the fruit independently you know then Adam instead of chastising his wife or you know really like taking control and being the head of the household that he is that he was meant to be to be the king of the land and stuff like that he decided, well, obviously she didn't die, so it must be good. So a lot of us men, we we fall short on what we see and we don't cross reference anything else. You know, God said, well, if you eat from the fruit of the tree of good knowledge of of a tree of knowledge of good and evil, you will surely die. But of course, you know, Adam seeing his wife eating the fruit and it's like, whoa, she's not dead. OK, well, maybe I can eat this now. But lo and behold, you can't. So. Uh, so Adam didn't do what he was supposed to do. He wasn't being the man of his household. He wasn't being the king of the land. He wasn't being what he was designed to be. And we have a lot of these men out here that are being groomed like that in the absence of the father. And, you know, a lot of these women will chase men away or they will pick men who never desire to be around anyway. So when you have, when you, sire these young boys that are growing up and you know not that's not to say they don't have men around but the men that that are around aren't how do i say this they're not fully men they are boys in men's clothing they are boys in the they have they are men who still have the spirit of boys or children you know they and um pink book lessons she's been doing a pretty good video on or uh she's done a couple videos about this documentary in the 80s, how they were showing in, I believe it was the Bronx or somewhere in New York. And they were showing how it was like a group of these women and they were acting and they, I think the question was asked, would you marry the child of your father? And they were like, no. I mean, you're, yeah, would you marry your child's father? And they were like, no. And then one of the girls, and this was back in the 80s, said, well, I don't need a man. I'm, my mother raised me and my siblings by myself. We still got women out there today. You got women out here that are out getting degrees, getting uh, these high dollar jobs and all this other stuff. And rightfully so, they in their mind believe that they don't need a man. And why should they? If if, if society is, 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 is going in that direction, 
And these women are making just as much as men. They are competing with men for these jobs. You know, they're buying homes. They're being the, they're being the men that they've always wanted. So why would they want to settle down with a man? Why would they want to submit to a man when they are already the man in their lives? A lot of these women are out here are walking around with, with transgender energy. They are women on the outside, but they're do they're women on the outside, but they're dudes mentally, you know, but at the same time, you have a lot of men who are stuck in this adolescence because either they were raised by weak fathers or they were raised by too strong of a mother or they weren't raised with men around and they were groomed to be the man that their mother wanted. You know, they were groomed to be the son husband. They were groomed to as long as they did what mommy wanted, mommy would take care of them. But before we get into anything else, let's move into our second sponsor. Many of us struggle with credit at some point in our lives. I know I have. If you have a 499 credit score and you want an increase, I have a connection that can legally erase negative things like repos, foreclosures, late payments, medical bills, student freaking loans, evictions, and much more. Just contact my friend, Michael Stanley Jr., the credit savage, at 717-609-4829 and text the word credit. You'll get amazing results, and I assure you that you will because I am getting them right meow. So back to it. So you have these men out here that are being groomed to be son husbands. These men, like in Genesis, they don't want to leave and cleave. A lot of these men are married to their mothers. A lot of these men are married to wrong spirits. A lot of these men are creating generational curses. And when we look in the Bible, a lot of times, a lot of these generational curses are created by men. When we look at, um, I'm just jumping ahead. Um, when we look at David, David actually killed his best friend Uriah to take his wife. We got boys out here doing this all the time. We got boys out here often dudes all because they either have what they want or have what they desire. You got Solomon, Solomon getting tricked, sent into or getting <laughs> tricked because he has all these wives. He had Solomon had over a thousand over a couple hundred wives and a couple thousand concubines. And he's making temples and altars and all this other stuff to their gods. And he invited their wrong spirits into the kingdom of God. And we have men out here that are doing the exact same thing. You have men out here that are being groomed as simps. You know, you got these, these, these feminist type men that are out here that are championing the single mother, the single woman. They're, they're out here creating the fallacy that, Women can be bad all by themselves and they are helping them do it. You know, these are the men that are calling these women queens and goddesses and all types of other BS. You know, you have these men that are out here worshiping these false idols. That is called a woman because and and these are the men that lay down at the feet of women all because they got large breasts, big butts, thick thighs, whatever, you know, ignoring all the red flags either she got kids or she has poor financial habits or she comes from a very poor background you know or they'll they'll ignore all that all because she has a good job or she drives a nice car you have a lot of these men now out here who also have transgender spirits you know they're men on the outside but they're women on the inside these are men who claim to be men they try to be as alpha as as humanly possible they try to be 
They try to be very intimidating, but then they want a woman to take care of them. They want a woman to spend her last on him. They want a woman to to pretty much be their mommy, you know, or try to be their the daddy that they never had. They want a woman to take control, make decisions, and all types of other bullshit. And to that, all I got to say is, shit. I mean, because it's crazy to me that you have these men out here that defer to women so hard that they end up castrating themselves and they never become the men that they were meant to be. These are men that, you know, when, and I've seen some of them growing up and I I had some friends who have fathers like this. Oh, ask your mother. Oh, what did your mother say? Oh, you know, and, and I get it, you know, to, to a degree, women are in charge of children, but at the same time, if you're the man of the house, first of all, first of all, when it comes to children, you and your wife and the emphasis on wife, not your girlfriend, not your baby mama, none of this. You and your wife need to be on the same playing field. You, you pretty much you need to be running point and your and your wife needs to be blocking everything or, you know, vice versa. Like you, you two need to be of one mind because biblically speaking, you are of one flesh. So a lot of times this whole mommy daddy thing, and I see it at work too, you know, because I'm in management. I, I deal with the mommy daddy behavior all the time from grown men. And I will tell these grown men to their face, you have bitch tendencies. You have female tendencies. You have a tranny spirit because a lot of these dudes will sit there. And if they don't like the answer that they were given, even though the answer that you have given them was the answer was the correct answer, they will go to someone of a weaker front to get what they want. And what do they do? They will pull on those heartstrings again. You will see these men out here talking about fight for 15. You will see these men out here talking about, oh, they want to be pro-choice. Because the reason why you have men or the male feminists out here is because the male feminist wants the woman to kill her own child so that way he can keep sleeping with her. No children means no responsibility. No children means that he doesn't have to be accommodating to that child. Because most men, and if you, those same men... Those same men, if they end up getting these women pregnant, they will run. They will run. So you have a lot of dudes out here who lack accountability, who lack responsibility, who lack any sort of testicular fortitude whatsoever. But these same men will talk about how much of a man they are. Uh, I think uh, my mouse has lost power. There we go. Yeah, so you have these same men that will bang on their chest talking about how I'm an alpha male and I gets bitches and I gets this and I gets that and yada, yada, yada. But yet you're living in a in a two to $3,000 apartment. You don't have anything to your name. You're driving an overpriced car, to your car and you're living paycheck to paycheck. You have these same dudes that will sit here and trick on the weekends. And what do I mean by tricking? These are men who will try to use their wallet to get women. They would try to finesse these bras by either getting a table at the club or getting expensive bottles or buying women whatever they want to buy their love. These men are tricking themselves and they are tricking these women. And a lot of times these are men who lack male accountability. They're not accountable to anyone. They don't have a wolf pack. They don't have a pride to go back to. And that goes to another point. A lot of these curses. Now we have the curse of the alpha male. And I'm specifically talking about men now. The curse of the alpha male is a curse that is a new one. 
Allah, the curse of the alpha male is this delusion that if you call yourself an alpha, you bang on your chest, you try to do overly masculine things like you try to make and pretty much you're just acting like a, a giant child. You know, you see these dudes walking around talking about how luxurious their beards are, but yet they still defer to women. They still do everything humanly possible to peacock for women. If you're really an alpha male, first things first, for an alpha male, when we look at the animological or the zoological, whatever, I'm bad with words today, but when you look in nature and you look at the alpha male, one, the first things first, nine times out of 10, being alpha comes with the mutation, the mutation, like silverback gorillas, or when you look at baboons, they get more colorful, they get bigger fangs, they get stronger, they get more testosterone, even in lions. You can see typically the alpha male is darker. He has a darker mane, he has darker fur, and he's bigger. He's more muscular. In wolves, you know, the alpha male is bigger. The alpha male is groomed from birth. Now, a lot of these alpha males don't come from alpha males. They're not alpha male stock. You know, they don't come. They're they're the runts of the litter who run around and try to kill what they can, and they try to run by themselves. Now, first things, the second thing is in order to be an alpha male, you must have a pack or a pride, you know, or you must have, a, uh, I think in apes, it's called a colony or some of something. You have to be responsible for somebody. You are there. The alpha male has the size, the power, the ferociousness, and the, the, uh, the level understands and practices a certain level of violence because it's necessary for the protection of his family. You have these dudes out here talking about how alpha they are, but yet they don't have anybody at home to go to. In fact, they still go to their mommy's house to get their meals made. You know, they still got parents that are paying on their car or they use credit cards to get them by, you know, day to day. A lot of these alpha males try to, they, they are what we call peacocks. They try to fluff their colors, make themselves look more attractive when the real alpha is out here taking care of their kids, taking care of their women, taking care of their community. And these alpha males got scars on them. These alpha males are battle tested. They're battle proven. While these, so, these pseudo alpha males are out here starving. And even in nature, you'll see these pseudo alpha males that will try to come in and take what another alpha male has. And depending on how much bigger or how much skilled or just depending on how old that alpha male is, that incoming alpha male may or may not win. Nine times out of 10, it's a battle to the death. You know, it's real alpha men mark their territory, not sitting here peeing on things that they can't protect. They're like little rabbit dogs, you know, little dogs that try to run around and pee on stuff and then, you know, they, they, they're real quiet. Like my dog, they real quiet. When you take them out for a walk and they see other dogs, they start the whining and the, and the, and the pissing and, and all this stuff. But then when you take them in the house, they see another dog, all oh, the hair stands up on their back. They get a deep growl and a ferocious bark. But then when you crack that door open, what are they going to do? Not a damn thing. But the real alpha dog is going to sit there and he's going to be quiet. And until you step foot on his property, then he's going to show you who the big dog is or the big dog will defer to the male of the house, the alpha male, the man who's paying the bills in this bitch. So, and that, that, that's one of these curses. Now, the next curse that we got, uh, especially for women. Oh my goodness. 
And I just had this discussion. I've been having this discussion for a long, for all week is the successful woman. Now, to some people, they may say, oh, well, that's not a curse. How is that a curse? Well, I'm glad you asked. The successful woman is a curse because the successful woman is much like the independent spirit. You know, the successful woman is a transgender spirit. This this is a woman who is very feminine. She can speak the corporate lingo, but on the inside, she is a dude. She she prides herself on her accomplishments. She goes after, you know, lucrative things. You know, these these are women who try to go up the corporate ladder. These are women who care about their paycheck. They care about their image. They care about their, their, excuse me, they care about their title and their degrees, all while pushing family aside, all while pushing men, finding a husband aside until they reach a level of comfort where now they decide, okay, well, I'm 35 years old. I've, I've got a house. I've got a car. I've got a 401k and now it's time for me to settle down. Well, ma'am, I hate to tell you, but you're not a you're not very you're not a good pick anymore. You know, you 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 spent your your all of your 20s and a good portion of your 30s out here grinding and working hard. Congratulations. You got a six figure salary and an empty ass house, you know, and you are the auntie. You are like that one auntie that gets the kids everything that they want because she got the money to do it because she ain't got no man at home to or kids at home to spend money on. You know, these women out here will chase the, you know, their bachelors, their, their masters, their doctorates. You know, a lot of these women will chase titles. They will chase accomplishments and they will put a lot of important things aside, you know. And I've had a, I've had this discussion over by the course of a week on Facebook. And a lot of these women will sit here and say, well, so what you're saying is a woman should dumb herself down. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying at all. I, I'm not. I don't advocate for women being the being the silent airhead. I don't advocate for women, you know, not being able to take care of themselves because I believe, and this is just me. This is my way of thinking. Because as a man, our life expectancy is a lot shorter than women's. You know, um, especially for those of us who are in the military, law enforcement, who are, who actually do dangerous jobs. We actually need women who are very intelligent, very educated and who can and who have earning potential. Now, these men, men like myself, especially when I was in the military, I jumped out of airplanes for a living and any and I understood early on that what I did was very dangerous. And what I did could in that in a case of an accident, I could not come home that day. So I depended on a woman, I depended on my wife, you know, to be intelligent, to be, you know, smart and be good with money and have some sort of earning potential. Now that I'm not, I'm out of the, the military, I still understand that every single day I deal with a level of, of threats, you know, just driving at home, just driving, you know, to and from work. Uh, today, when I left the gym this morning, there was a car accident. I went to the gym an hour later when I came home, there was a car accident, a really bad car accident. So it, any, any of us can be taken out of here at any time, you know, um, especially when I was, when I was dealing with a uh, physical security, you know, dealing with, you know, dealing with the general public, dealing with 
uh, riots, protesters, all types of other stuff. I understood the level of threat that goes on. I could go to work and it could be a normal, quiet day. And then all hell breaks loose. And then guess what? I get caught up in the crossfire. You know, it, anything can happen. Or if you just live in a very, or if you live in an area that is crime ridden or you drive through an area that is crime ridden, you know, you could be, you could end up in an accident where either you can be physically impaired or you could die. So those of us like myself, you know, I, I, my desire for a wife was someone who is educated, intelligent, who has the, the wherewithal and the drive to be, to have earning potential. Now, now that I say that, but you have, but the one thing that I appreciate about my wife, she understood that she wanted to be a wife now. And we started dating seriously when she was in college, I was in college. So, you know, even though I got out, I went back to college. She was in college. She had already, I think by the time we had gotten married, she was working on her master's. She wasn't even done with her master's yet. So, you know, it's, it's important for women to find a husband in your twenties. I would say instead of going to college to chase a degree, you need to go to college, get a degree that is useful, not some BS degree, not some gender studies or liberal arts degree. You can do that later on in life. Get a degree that has some sort of earning potential um, or if not, just get get like a general education, get an associate or something, but try to find a man while you're in college because when you're in college, you have, especially for women, it is like shooting fish in a barrel because you have the largest collection of highly of the potential of high earning men in one spot. Get yourself a husband while you're in college, you know, seriously start dating him and get to know him, get to know his family and all this other stuff, learn his background and really be intentional but a lot of what these women do is they go to college, they try to get these degrees, they get out here in the workforce, they start struggling by themselves, they start partaking in hookup culture. Then they realize, oh, crap, my rent's going up. Uh, I want to be able to go on vacations and all types of other stuff. Now I need to go, oh, I need to go back to school to get myself another degree because I want more money, but putting myself into debt. So even though I, I'm, I'm earning more money, I'm paying off student loans, so the money money that I'm bringing home is negated by the student loans that I have. So (laughs) you got these women who have, who have these high earning potentials, but who are riddled with debt. And by the time that they, they come into their own professionally, you know, they they've aged out of the marriage market. And yes, marriage is a market, especially if you're getting married to start a family, you know, there it's a market for this. So the best time for a woman to get married is in her 20s. You got to get married in your 20s because the moment you step into your 30s, trust me, the harder it is for women to submit to the institution of marriage, to submit to a husband and to even pick a good man. Because a lot of what a lot of these women will do in their 30s, their needs go up. Women are naturally hypergamous. Their needs will go up, and especially the more that they have, the more that they require. If they have a, a townhouse, a condo or something like that, they need you to have a townhouse, a condo or a house. 
They need you to have that car. They need you to have a 401k plan. They need you to to meet them where they are and exceed them. But all the while, you still got to be good looking. You can't have no baby mama drama. And the pool just gets smaller and smaller for them. Versus when they start out without having anything, the largest pool of high earning potential men in the world between the ages of 18 and 24. And what do they want to do? They want to do hot girl summers. They want to do turn up Fridays. They want to do thirsty Thursdays. They want to do all this stuff instead of being action minded in their future. It's, it's ridiculous. So the independent woman or the success driven woman is unfortunately a non-starter. You know, she will have all these degrees. She will have all these accomplishments, but she won't have a man in her later years to hold her at night. Or, or these women will have to reduce what they want. And then they have to get in a very trans-spirited relationship with men who are less than them. They put these men into the feminine role and where the men ha- are the are not the high earners. They're not the breadwinners. You know, these are the men that work mediocre jobs. They come home every day and they tend to the woman's needs and desires. The woman is not happy at all. She is very miserable. She's unfulfilled. She starts looking at her man as a waste of space. And then what does she start doing? She starts looking at younger, hotter, buffer, more athletic men. And she ends up becoming the cougar. And the cougar is probably by far one of the biggest simp makers in in the land because cougars will do one. Excuse me. Cougars will sex up young men real good and then they'll mommy them. They'll buy them all the things that they want. And then the then the cougar will get played by the younger dude because guess what? Now that he's getting his sex game up, hey, he wants to turn the skills that he's he's acquired from the from the cougar and he wants to turn them on the young girls. But the young girls ain't into him like that like that because he ain't got no money. So it's a vicious cycle. And a lot of these curses are inter a lot of these curses intermingle with one another. So the successful woman is by far one of the most elusive, but also one of the most dangerous one, also one of the most overlooked because women don't, women truly don't understand that their success is a double edged sword. Now, now would I say that should a woman be successful? Yes. Yes. A woman should be successful after she gets her husband. And when I said that in that comics group, she was like, a lot, a lot of women were sitting here saying that, oh, well, you're just saying that women are only good for making babies. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is women should plan for their future. If knock, you have between the ages of 18 in the Western United States, you have that between the ages of 18 and 35 to have happy, healthy children, happy and healthy. You have between the ages of 18 and 80 to have a very high performing career. You I've seen more women in their 60s and 70s still working. So, you have until you are in your latter years of your life to enjoy a high paying, high class, highfalutin job versus, you know, and 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 have your kids, you know, when you're young, hey, some and if you play this out right, you know, you can you can still go to college. You can get all the degrees you want, you know, while being a stay at home mom. I'm not saying that none of this is easy, but you can do it. Trust me, you can. 
Uh, you can get all your degrees and hell by 40, you know, even though, you, you know, actually, I wouldn't say that if you had your kids at 20 and you raise your, you stay at home and you go to school and you really, you know, you really buckle down and you get a good system in place. You can raise your kids by the time they you're 25, you can step out there with your degrees and you can command a high paying job because guess what? Your kids are already in school, so you don't really have to tend to them like that. So, and then as they get older, guess what? That's just more time for you. And especially nowadays with COVID, you know, you can work at home. But speaking of which, let me just go ahead uh, and talk about our last sponsor. If you suffer from acne and dark spots like I do, and you want a deep clean or a wax, contact my friends over at New Skin Cosmetics, where you are guaranteed a certified esthetician and all natural products with no chemicals. Just text 202-507-9577. So, yeah. So it is it is better for women to have get their husbands earlier, get their children out of the way earlier, you know, and that way, by the time you're in your 30s, you know, you can compete now. Are am I sitting here saying that you'll be a six figure earner by the time you're 30? Hell no, I'm not saying that. Yeah, you more than likely you're not going to be a six figure earner in your 20s. I mean, unless you really grind out like that, you know, but I'm just saying like it is better it is better for you for women to get married younger get married get your man get your husband follow his lead let him work let him do him let him be the money maker because guess what I'm telling you cuz I I hear women all the time sitting here and say well being a mom is like having two jobs two full-time jobs yeah it is cuz you got a full-time job you know to make money and when you go when you come home, you got to be a full time mom. That is a full time job. So if you just cut out one of those and just be a full time mom and a full time student, you know, especially oh my goodness, especially if you have a man that works for a good company, you know, let's just say you meet your husband in college, and you know y'all get married, you both graduate or whatever. Your man goes out to work. You can work on your master's degree as your man is sitting here working. And you can be pregnant and doing that stuff. So, hey, have kids. Hey, put the kid down. Get a good system set up. I mean, the the only thing that I hate about women is that they make so many excuses. But then when they're in their latter years, they're talking, they're complaining about how they're 35 years old. They, they're trying to get pregnant. They're going through miscarriages or they're having to raise children who have um health health complications and stuff like that you know versus just getting it knocked out of the way get your man in college you know let your man work let your man go out there and battle the world and trust me when as he's sitting there battling the world you battle them daggone kids and you know get yourself set up so that way when them kids start going to school you know what you're working on yourself. You're working on your degree. You're working on your professional skills. You're working on your certifications. When you step into that job market, you will be a force to be reckoned with. You know, why are you out here trying to compete with men and and you're a single woman when you can get your man? Let your man compete with the other men. That way you reap all the benefits. You know, you're you're building the home that you want. You you're uh you're taking one, you don't have the stress of going into work. And you're, and I'm not saying you have to be a stay at home mom, but use that time, use your twenties as your time to focus on your family, because I'm telling you, as you get older, as you know, your kids, your kids will thank you. 
your kids will take care of you later on versus you're 30. Now you're playing catch up. Not only are you trying to have kids, but you're trying to get a husband. And then you're trying to learn this man in a couple years. You're trying to force a marriage. You're trying to force kids. And then your marriage falls apart. Your relationship falls apart. Why? Because you try to move too fast instead of moving with intention early on. And I feel sorry because we got a lot of women out here that are spreading these generational curses to these younger girls coming up. You know, they're telling them, girl, go get the bag, go get this, you know, go get that degree. You could be the CEO, the director, all this other stuff. Yes, you can. But what I'm saying is you can't have it all at one time. Get your family knocked out first. Get your family, get your husband, get your kids, because trust me, trust me, your degrees will not keep you warm at night. Your money probably will keep you warm at night, but it won't keep you company at night. You can buy company with it, but it's not going to be good company. You know, trust me, you, (laughs) I'm telling you, this material stuff does not, does not make you happy. Get your man, get your family, then chase your career, chase after your dreams. Hell, um, back in the day when men were in the corporate world, men, the, whatever money was left over, cause men didn't, most men don't want much. You know, men used to invest their money into whatever their wives needs were. That's why you had the Tupperware wives and all this other stuff, you know, and, and to me personally, you know, for people who try to be little, uh, stay at home moms, look at JK Rowling. JK Rowling is probably by far the richest woman in the world, by far one of the richest people in the world. And she was a stay at home mom who was writing books. Uh, the chick who wrote twilight, she was a stay at home mom. So if you, if (laughs) you can do it. But you got to get out of your own way. Stop chasing things. Stop trying to compete with the world and get your family. Because I'm, I'm, tell, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Because most of these women out here, most of these women out here want to be taken care of by somebody. Why do you think they go after ball players and athletes? I mean, athletes, rappers, entertainers, and all this other stuff. Why do you think these women try to go on here and look like Instagram thoughts and try to get wifed up or get snatched up or get pregnant? By these celebrities Look case in point Look at uh, Dr. Dre's now ex-wife She was a law practicing lawyer But she married a I believe she married a baseball player before Or baseball basketball player She married an athlete Divorced him Took his money Then married Dr. Dre This woman hasn't practiced law And she was she was a degreed lawyer She got her degree as a lawyer to practice law. I don't know if she had her license or anything like that, but she got her degree. This woman never practiced law while she was married to Dr. Dre. Just saying. So these women will really go out here, get these degrees and hope that someone wipes them up and they will never use them. So it's a waste of money anyway. You know, this woman who married Dr. Dre and then wants to be upset because, oh, she's not getting all these millions she's never practiced law and she has a degree. Most of these women will get degrees and never use them. So again, if you, all I'm saying is, and I'm, and I'm not speaking for high value men. I'm talking for the regular middle-class dude, because that's what I am. Most middle-class people, men and women have degrees. Most middle-class people have lives. They got problems and all sorts of stuff. That's what I say. Anybody got problems. Nobody has problems, but just saying, get yourself a husband while you're in college. Work on your relationship. Work on your family. Then, once you're in a good spot, get yourself a career. Move into your career. And and I would say try to find a career that allows you 
to be the best wife and the best mother possible. Because trust me, you can only submit, and it's crazy. I'm going to say this before I go. You have a lot of these women out here chasing these degrees. They'll submit to their teachers. They'll submit to their professors, but they won't submit to their man. These women will go out here, get these jobs. They'll submit to their boss. They'll submit to their supervisor. They'll submit to their company, but they won't submit to their husbands. And then they wonder why their home life is so crappy, but then they want to blame men. Men, men will complain about, men will go out here and date these thoughts, date these models, date all this other stuff and complain about why these women won't submit to them. You know, first of all, men, you got to have you in check first before you can check a woman. Got to have you in check. You know, don't don't sit here and demand respect, demand loyalty, demand none of this stuff unless you have something to come to the table with. It, it's killing me that I'm seeing these broke dudes have entertain these conversations. One, you don't even who you have these dudes who are broke, who are living at home, living, you know, all just living a busted lifestyle, going to sit here and ask women, what do they bring to the table? I mean, I go on everybody, men and women, I don't care. Trust me, if if you're a dude and you don't live on your own, you don't take care of yourself, you dependent on someone else, you know, you cannot, you can never utter out of your mouth to a woman, what does she bring to the table? Because nine times out of ten, a lot of these modern women will bring more, will bring the house, the kitchen, the whole meal to the table, and you, you know, and while you over there bringing ice. You you ain't bringing nothing. So I'm just sitting here saying for men, put yourselves in these positions. Put yourself in the position of authority, of respect. You know, don't sit here and talk about what a woman what a woman does or does not bring to the table if you don't have anything verifiable to bring to the table. Once you get something verifiable to bring to the table, you know, then we then have that discussion. But Bernie, what do we got? I am once again asking for your financial support. Thank you, Bernie. We are asking for your financial support. So if you want to find, if you want to support us, please go support our friends over at FTI, over at the Credit Savage, at New Skin, my friends over at Gun Monkeys, my, my friend and mentor, uh, Zoe, over at the Zoloft and Bronze Serpent Media. Um, but if you guys want to support the show, please go over to our Teespring store where you can get yourself a nice Edmo Show coffee mug where we only drink out of the finest coffee receptacles you guys can go get yourselves a nice edmo show t-shirt hoodie uh we got leggings that says bigger better deal on it but please do not put your flat behind in my leggings unless you got a bigger better deal back there but you know if you if you just so happen you know we also got paypal you know you can donate however much is in your heart because trust me these videos ain't cheap but if you are down to your lonely bottom crusty dollar and you have nothing to give or you don't want to buy anything, you guys can just go over and give us a nice five stars over at the iTunes playlist. Give us, uh, you know, a nice comment or mean comment. Doesn't matter. Just as long as you get drop my five stars, um, you guys hit the notification bell. Give us a like uh, or whatever over at YouTube, Facebook, wherever you get this content. Please share the show, like the show and please recommend the show to people. So until then, I am out. And I will see you guys on Friday for another struggle episode. I'll see you guys on Monday for another movie Monday. And I'll see you guys next Wednesday for another episode. Until then, I'm gone. Bye.